What's up, guys? This is episode one of the Braden Sky podcast. Um, I'm really excited. I've been wanting to do this for uh, probably like three years now, and uh, I think now is a really good time to actually start it. Uh, 2020 has been a really good year for me, a really good year to uh, do things that I've been wanting to do for a really, uh, really long time, um, and we'll get to that this episode. Um, so this episode is going to be different than the usual episode. Uh, this episode is going to be two parts. The first part is going to be an introduction into the podcast, and I want to show you, or I want to say what I'm planning to do with this podcast, just give you guys an introduction as to why you should or should not care about this podcast. Um, and the second part of the podcast, I've got Stephania here. Uh, she's uh, been joining me on my cross-country road trip, which I'll get to uh, in part two of the episode, but part two is going to be an introduction to me, and I'm just going to go over uh, pretty much all the things that I've been doing in my life and uh, kind of like what has made me me. So I think it was back in like January, I made a list of things that I uh, wanted to go over in this podcast. It's pretty much taken over all of my thoughts. We're recording, right? Yeah, we are. Cool. That would really suck if we weren't. <laughs> um, so I just want to, I made like a list of the key points, like the, the big chapters in my life so far, and I wrote them down to Stephania on her little book right there. She's going to be asking me the questions that she's been wanting to ask me that I've been refusing to answer this whole time of knowing her, because I said I was going to save it for the podcast. Um, but part one, <sighs> let me take a sip. Oh my god, it was so confusing for a second because the, I could see only the bug spray. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm not like, taking a sip of bug spray. <laughs> um, I want to give you guys an introduction to this podcast and to what you guys can expect from this podcast. Um, it's going to be a generalist conversation style podcast with the motto of interesting conversations with interesting people. Um I've got a million different interests, and I add new interests to my life all the time, um, and I pretty much want to use this conversation to have, or use this podcast as a vehicle to having conversations with people that either I already know or that I don't know yet. Um, million different interests, I've got some of them written down. Um, skydivers, so the kind of people I'm going to be interviewing on this podcast, skydivers, scuba divers, rock climbers. Uh, general adventurers, journalists, politicians, historians, college professors, master brewer and distillers, DJs, musicians, authors, and general subject matter experts. Pretty much if I think somebody is genuinely interesting and I think having a conversation with them for one to three hours um, would be worth other people listening to, then I'll have them on the podcast. Um Again, the tagline is going to be interesting conversations with interesting people. I'm not going to stick to any particular niche. I'm pretty much just, especially because of how often my interests change, I'm not going to just be interviewing a certain type of people. Um, it's going to be pretty broad. Uh, and hopefully I can expose you guys to topics that I think are interesting and that you may not have thought were interesting, like taxes. They're really interesting. <laughs> Real estate. It's really interesting. Uh, living in an RV or a van, it's surprisingly cool. Um, 
I'm ready to move on to part two, if you are. Yeah. Cool. So, Stephania. So, normally, obviously, I'm going to be the host, right? The, I'm Brain and Sky. It's the Brain and Sky show. Uh, this episode is going to be different. This episode, Stephania is going to be inter- er, interviewing me. So, whenever you're ready. I'm ready now. I think you mentioned before that you wanted to talk about the chapters of your life. Yes. And I could really want to know which ones do you consider are the chapters of your life. You know, those Oh, I wrote them ones. down right there. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> I, I want to hear them, you know? Uh, I mean, I'm going to try to read upside down. So, no, come pre-epiphany, on. No basic <laughs> training, raves. <laughs> so, uh, more specifically, what do you mean by that? I mean... I want to know if you think about yourself, what episodes of your life you can think of. Like, which ones are the big ones? Oh, like off the top of my head? Yeah. I'd say off the top of my head, it would be everything prior to, and I don't want to call it like my epiphany or anything, just a, everything prior to me having a realization that I need to go live life better. Mm-hmm. That's chapter one. All of that's chapter one. Um, with maybe there, there might be, you know, maybe a couple chapters within chapter one. Uh, but let, let's say that's chapter one. After that, I would say senior year of high school would be chapter two. Uh, basic training would be chapter three. Getting out of basic training and I'd say just 2015 in general, like the stuff I did there, which we'll get into more. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> that would be chapter four. Chapter five would be can't really read your book you said off the top of my head yes so without no fuck that i'm gonna read the book <laughs> no, <come laughs> on. uh getting into djing uh getting into stage production getting into skydiving starting my first company running a bigger production company um moving to seattle would be its own chapter without a doubt mm-hmm. um a sub chapter of that was when i started my second and third company the t-shirts company? It sounds like your second company. Uh, second and... Uh, well, legally, it wasn't a company. I still ran it as the original like LLC, but okay. let's call them projects. So my second and third project. Um, I'll then move into San Francisco and living in an RV. I would actually class... I would lump those into the same chapter as Seattle. Um, getting into bartending was a whole new chapter. Um... Uh, then the second the coronavirus hit, like March 12th or whatever, is when, when everything started locking down, that's, what I mean, chapter 8, 9, 10, whatever, 11, whatever, uh, that's its own chapter, and that's a chapter that I'm still on right now, and I'm trying to think of when that chapter is going to end, and I've got no clue. Um, <laughs> You're not supposed to know, you know? Yeah, well, I know, like, when that chapter is going to end is once the world reopens and I can go back to getting a job. Mm-hmm. And either I go back to living in San Francisco, probably not, or move to Austin, probably, uh, hopefully. But the chapter in my, I'm in right now is pretty chill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm enjoying it, dude. I'm having a great time. I mean, we're si- okay. So by the way, um, I didn't even talk about what we're doing to make this podcast. So the reason you're gonna hear trucks driving by is we're on a cross country road trip. I think we're in Wisconsin right now. I think so too. We're going. We, we were in Chicago this morning, and we're going over to. Normally, I'll look at you. Right now, I'm going to look at the camera too. Um, <laughs> we woke up this morning in Chicago. We're on our way to Minneapolis. I don't know where we're at right now, but we're alongside of the highway uh, at a rest stop. 
So that's where you're gonna hear trucks in the back. We're gonna try to uh, like process that out and post, but if it doesn't work out, you'll hear a truck go by. <laughs> okay, let's go back to your epiphany. Yes. Because I've been wondering what that is. Uh, did I, did I, did did I you, actually never tell you? You never told me. You actually said <laughs> you're going to find out when I start my podcast. Okay. So today you got to tell me. That would probably make sense then. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'll go over pre-epiphany, pre-realization, whatever first. Uh, I was pretty nerdy growing up uh, up until this epiphany. Actually, I didn't have a lot of confidence. Um wasn't really sure of myself or happy with myself. Uh, huge gamer. I spent tons of my life just wasted playing video games. Uh, Call of Duty, all of them. Grand Theft Auto, Halo, uh, RuneScape was a huge one. I um, looking at my adventurers log. It can actually like it adds up every minute that you play on RuneScape. Yeah. And looking at my adventurers log, you can see what that is. And let's say you play an hour a day for 24 days, it says you have 24 hours played or one day played. Mm -hmm. Looking at my adventures log, I had like 330 days played on this account. So like eight hours a day for many, many, many years, I was just playing RuneScape and just clicking on trees and just generally wasting my life. Yeah. But <clears throat> as you know, given that we just went to New York and you met all the family there, um, when I was there, I was with Storm and Wayne. And by the way, Wayne, I haven't even told you this. You helped me out a lot. I'm going to send you this clip. <laughs> I've never told Wayne this, by the way. You have not. I've told everyone this besides Wayne. Or me. I'm, yeah, or you. I meant to tell him when I was visiting him in uh, Florida, but I just didn't. Uh, well, this just, is a great moment to tell come you. up, yeah, and I didn't have a lot of time with him because we're doing a cross-country road trip, and I'm trying to utilize my days very efficiently. <laughs> um, but one year... I'm in New York, and I'm on vacation in the summer at the the Milano's house. Yeah. The second one we went to. So, um, Brewster. What's up? So, Brewster. Not Gam Gam's house. Yeah, Brewster. Yeah, the Milano's house. Brewster. Um, like an hour upstate New York. Um, Wayne and everyone, we, we do a little vacation, mid-vacation, mid-my vacation, but their vacation. We go to Rhode Island, and they rent out this... Actually, I don't even think they rented out the house. I think it was a house of their friend. But we go to this house. Um, there's a dock. In the back of the dock, There's, I think it's like a sound, and it connects to the ocean. Really beautiful place. They rent a boat. And I pretty much have... Um, I view it as, like, the best day of my life. I don't know if it really is, but, but when I think of, like, the best day of my life, that's the first day that comes to mind, right? Um, so we're on the lake. Uh, we're... we're riding the boat around we're going to um i mean we're listening to country music i think he hands me a beer i don't remember because it was probably it was 2012 or 2013 so like seven eight years ago i don't remember i'm pretty sure he had me a beer later words and i hated it or afterwards and i hated it but we're just driving around on the boat having a great day doing front flips off you know the deck of a boat swimming in the lake just having a generally awesome day we pull back into the dock and you know, we get everything off the boat, they return the boat, and then we, um... By the way, this house is walking distance from the beach. So we go to... Did I really never tell you this? You did not. Really? I swear, God yeah. damn, okay. <laughs> I totally no. thought I did. I've told everyone this. Um, so we go to... I mean, we get back to the house, and Wayne and Chris uh, open a beer, they're drinking a beer, they give one to Jaden, who's like three years younger than me at the time. 
uh, unless there's cops listening to this right now, in which case that never happened. But assuming there's no cops listening to this, I was probably seven years ago, so I was like 16 and they gave me a beer. Uh, tasted terrible. It might have been a Lagunitas IPA, now that I think about it, but tasted terrible. Um, but then they're all drinking beer, they're all having fun, they're relaxing. The day is settling down. Uh, it's still bright outside, but the day is settling down. It's kind of like how it is right now. And I hope that we can do the podcast entirely before the sun sets, because I turned those lights off already. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, it's good. It, it'll be fine. Worst case fine. scenario, it's a podcast. People don't even... I mean, no one's going to watch this whole thing, <laughs> to be honest. Thank you. My mom will. watching here. <laughs> um, but... I go upstairs, and I open up my computer, and I'm like, all right, now's a great time, the day's settling down, had a great day, but there's a drop party going on in Falador on RuneScape, and I'm trying to get a Santa hat. So I go upstairs, and I, uh, I'm at the Falador drop party, it's just a part of the video game, super boring video game, by the way. Um, I- I'm playing this video game, and Wayne comes up, and by the way, before... That uh, before he comes up earlier that day, I was telling him uh, like, yeah, you know, I'm, I haven't kissed a girl yet. I'm about to go into my senior year of high school. You got to give me some advice. Like, what can I do? Like, how do I get out and be more social? I'm kind of, uh, <clears throat> I'm kind of like introverted. Like, what can I do to, uh, uh, to like live life better? And he gives me some advice. Well, he's like, hey, well, do you talk to girls? And I was like, no. And he's like, well fucking go talk to girls then dude like what do you do like well first step to talking to girls is talking to girls and i was like wow (laughs) profound (laughs) so he comes upstairs and he's uh he he goes in the room i was in he sees me um on my computer and he's like hey man what are you doing and I was like, oh, Wayne, what's up? So here's what I'm doing. So they got this drop party going on in Falador, and I'm trying to get a Santa hat, and the odds of getting a Santa hat are this, and I'm going to take the Santa hat and sell it at the Grand Exchange, and I'm going to buy, you know, this, this fucking dragon sword with it, and I'm going to have, like, 20 million coins if I can get the Santa hat. And he's like, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. I mean, like, what are you doing? And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, we were just talking about how you aren't um, talking to girls. Like, the sun's about to set right now. Like, you and Jaden, my stepbrother, for those listening, uh, he was there. You and Jaden could go get some firewood, go get some marshmallows, some graham crackers, and some chocolate, and you can go to the beach, and you can get a bonfire, and you can cook some s'mores. And if you see a cute girl on the beach, you can invite her over. And you could... Uh, you know, you could talk to her, and if she likes you, maybe you could kiss her. But you like, like, like. But instead, you're sitting here, and you're playing RuneScape. Like, we're on vacation, man. What are you doing? And it hit me. I was like, "Fuck, dude, you're totally right. You're absolutely right. I should be. Uh, you know, we should go to the beach." So I talked to Jaden. I was like, "Hey, dude, you want to go ride the bike over to the beach?" And he was like, "Yeah, sure." And I was just in this really weird state now i would call it a psychedelic state i was just i was just in this really weird state where everything was just like present and everything like 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 as i'm uh living the moment i'm like i have a feeling i'm gonna remember this so we go to the beach and i uh i'm I'm just in like a haze just thinking a million thoughts an hour and i find this uh this like lifeguard chair 
and I go up to the lifeguard chair, and by now, by the time we get to the beach, the sun is already set, the mosquitoes are out, we're pro- I mean, maybe the wind is blowing, I don't remember, but we're probably going to be leaving soon, right? But I go on this lifeguard chair, and I sit down, and I just look at the beach, uh, post-sunset, but still it's like dusk, and I'm looking over the water, and I'm just thinking like, man, I'm about to go into my senior year of high school. Totally wrong, by the way, but I thought that everyone said like your senior year of high school was going to be the best year of your life. I'm going into the senior year of high school was supposed to be the best year of my life, and I've never done anything. I've never been to a party. I've never kissed a girl. I've spent all my life just playing video games in my bedroom, shirtless with my yellow gunner's glasses that filter out the light so I can see so I can look at a, a video game screen for 12 hours and my eyes don't hurt. I had prescription yellow glasses that would make it to where I could play video games for 12 hours without my eyes hurting. It was a Christmas gift that I got from my mom. Um, and I was like, I'm just wasting my life. I need to change that. So from there, um, I just decided I'm going to stop playing video games. I'm going to go live my life, right? Senior year, I'm going to go all out. I'm going to I'm going to be a yes man. Whenever there's an opportunity to go do something cool, I'm going to I'm just going to say yes, right? I'm going to um I'm going to try going out on a hike, see if I like it. Uh I'm going to try going to to parties and I'm just going to generally live life. And senior year, that's what I did. And senior year was a great year. Met a ton of really cool people. Uh, met, that's where I met Gabby and Capone his senior year. Um, I met them at a bond Same night, actually, believe it or not. Met them the same night. Yeah. <laughs> same group? Really fun night, yeah. Uh, until Billy threw up on Capone in the backseat, which was really funny. Uh, poor dude. But, yeah, I just realized that I need to go um, make every day count. And that's the philosophy that I was going into senior year with, is every day I want to do something new. Every day, I want to make count, kind of like Carpe Diem, but but like like I actually like internalized it. Mm-hmm. Like I really want to uh, make every day unique. I want to make every day um, special and memorable. And you did. I, I I did. Yeah, I had a really good time. Um, so that was senior year. Uh, then I remember being really worried because I was like, senior year is coming to an end. You know, senior year is supposed to be the best year of my life, and, and now I'm going to get out of high school, then after that, my life's going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thankfully, that didn't happen. Thankfully, my life right now is pretty kick-ass. Uh, I'm enjoying it a lot, having a good time. I mean, it sucks sometimes. Occasionally, yeah. yeah. Uh, the pros are outweighing the cons in you my life. Out pretty heavily, yeah. yeah. Okay, well. Um, let's move on. That, that sounds amazing. And then... I can't believe I've never told that story, by I, the way. I can't believe you never <laughs> told me that. By the way, I, I could call that a here and now moment. You know, when you're talking about the psychedelic state, yeah. it's a here and now. You mm-hmm. just connected to the present. And that actually made a big change in your life. That was my first here and now moment, if that's what you want to call it. And it was yeah. so... Like, it was, it was so shocking. Like, every second... So we rode the bike from the house over to the beach, and like every second of that bike ride felt like fucking five minutes. Like my brain was just like, like to me it feels like I just hit the record button. It was the awakening process. It, it was, it was, I think awakening is actually a better word 
than uh, Epiphany. Uh-huh. So that day was my awakening that I need to go live life and I need to go enjoy life. Wow. Well, <laughs> you gotta thank Wayne then. Yeah, thanks Wayne. Uh, <laughs> I know it's been like seven or eight years since I, uh, since that happened and I never said thank you or anything. Um, appreciate it. <laughs> I'm gonna be visiting you guys once a year, but let's move on. Okay, so after senior year, you went into the military, right? Yep, so um, I didn't want to go to college. I was yeah. terrified of going to college. I hated, I loved high school, outside of high school. In high school, it was fucking intolerable. I could not deal with high school. Um, I remember, so I showed you Eric Thomas, the motivational speaker. Yeah. Um, I had to listen to his videos just to be able to do calculus. Or not, uh, I didn't even think I'd tell calculus. It was just like some math class. And I was just struggling so much just to pay attention. Because <clears throat> I could pay attention. I can obsess over things. What? What are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm drinking a Coca-Cola. I'm going to burp. <laughs> so I can obsess over things really easily um, if I'm interested in them. If I'm not interested in them, it's fucking impossible to get me to pay attention. Uh... And I think that's either ADHD or I think that's uh, just who I am, right? I didn't fucking care about math. I didn't care about most subjects in school. I cared about psychology because I had a badass teacher. Good to know. Um, oh, she's a psychologist, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll do an intro for you later. <laughs> when I actually interview you, we'll do an intro for yeah, who you it's are. Okay. You can you can just keep the subs, uh, yeah. suspense. Over keep the there. suspense. Yeah. yeah, just keep it. Uh, build the tension so people want to subscribe and yeah, just, like the you video. Know, you don't know enough about me. You'll know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was struggling all through high school, and I knew the college was going to be the same thing, and I knew that I didn't want to get student loans, and I knew that I didn't want to um, get an office job was the big thing. So, like, how was, like, the momentum that I had going into uh, high school after the awakening where I was just, I wanted to live every day differently. Yeah. I feel like, I felt like that would come to a, a sudden, like, like, halt. Like, my life would stop if I got a desk job and if I had a nine-to-five. And I've, I was always afraid of that. And, um... I mean, I was, I was terrified of that. Was, that was my biggest fear. Like, like, no shit. Like, if you would have asked me what my biggest fear was, it would be having a 9 to 5. Oh, my God. And okay. I felt like if I went to college, that's what, it would, that's what would happen. So I was trying not to become a loser. And I was thinking, what would be the way of not being a loser and still having, still being like a respectable member of society without going to college? Okay. I'm going to join the military. So I went to a uh, Marines recruiter's office, and I was like, hey, man, I want to join the Marines. And he's like, that's amazing. We're, we're super excited to have you on. You're going to be a warrior, and, and, and you're going to be a killer, and it's going to be great. So, and he has me like these tiles of words like honor, valor, respect, uh, integrity. And he was like, I want you to put these in order of what's most important to you. And he just, he just came off like, in a way that I was not um, receptive of. Okay. You didn't connect with that. I didn't connect with him at all. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, all right, so 
let me figure out what I want in life. Not that. That's not it. That's definitely not it. I don't know what I want in life yet. That's not it. Um, so I went to a army recruiter's office. And he was telling me about the National Guard. And he was like, oh, it'll be great, dude. You only serve one weekend a month, two weeks in the summer. It'll be, it'll be great. Dude, you'll have a good time. You'll shoot some guns, hang out with your buddies, throw some grenades. <laughs> I was like, that sounds awesome. And he, I was like, what jobs are available? And he's like, you can either be a truck driver and guaranteed you're going to deploy. You're going to go to war. By the way, truck driver is the most dangerous job in the military. The most, I, I hear that. Before. It's the most yeah. deadly, yeah, because like, of the IEDs. Yeah. He was like, yeah, you can go do that. Just drive big trucks on highways packed with IEDs, or you could be a cavalry scout. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but that sounds cool. Let me do that. Were you a good driver already? Were you driving a lot? I mean, depends on who you ask. If you asked me, I'd say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about your mom? Uh, I don't think she'll ever say I'm a good driver. I mean, I think now I, I, I think I can humbly say that I am a good driver, yeah. uh, given the, the quarter million miles that I've driven. Um, but I think if I was driving with her and I did something not great, she would still do like this thing, just given the fact that she's my mom. But yeah, I, let's sure. Let's say, yeah, I was a good driver. Okay. Um, but I was like, I don't know what a cavalry scout is, but that sounds badass. I'm going to do that. And my other options were like electrician or plumber. And I was like, definitely not doing that. <laughs> and honestly, I think the biggest reason I joined the military was respect. I wanted to be able to tell someone, I'm in the military. And when they would be like, oh, what's your job in the military? That was one of the big deciding factors for me going cavalry scout. I wanted to say something that sounded cool. I was like, a cavalry scout? I didn't know what the fuck that was, dude. I didn't know you're on an OP doing reconnaissance. <laughs> uh, I, it was just the only combat one. It was the only soldier sounding one sounding one yeah um so joined as a cavalry scout went to MEPS told the, the I went to the so the recruiter is like hey man you ever smoked marijuana and I was like yeah I have he's just, shh, shh. hey man have you ever smoked marijuana yeah I have I just told you that he's like shh no have you ever smoked marijuana who was that and my dumbass was like yeah I have he's like say no <laughs> Say no, you fucking idiot. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I never smoked marijuana. He's like, great. Do you have ADHD? And I was like, I do. And he was like, no, you don't. <laughs> Just like going completely above my head. He was like, no, you don't have ADHD. Are you, we still recording? Yes, we are. You obviously had. <laughs> Very bad ADHD. But he was like, you're going to go to MEPS and you're going to say you don't have ADHD. And you're going to say you've never been injured. You're going to say you've never smoked marijuana and you never drank because you're under 21. And I was like, oh, she just like lie. And he's like, exactly. Perfect. Now you're on to it. Finally. Fucking, you got it. You're Yay. thick-headed. Um, and then I do that and I think it's like July. And then I go to basic training in September. And I don't really care to talk about basic training this episode. Um, I like the way I say this episode. Oh, because it's the first one. No, like just like like the way my voice sounds saying this episode. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. but um, I don't really care to talk about that this episode. Uh, maybe I'll talk about that in other episodes, maybe not. But I get out of basic training uh, in January 2015. Uh, then after that, just have a great year. Yeah, but basic training actually changed your life a little bit. Uh, being in the military definitely changed my life. Basic training, not so much. Okay. Right after I got out of basic training, I just wanted to go to raves. 
Okay, okay, then tell me about Graves. Great segue into chapter three that I wrote down there for you. <laughs> I'm great um, So, from basic training, we had a thing called Christmas Exodus. Uh-huh. Um, because I was there during Christmas. By the way, you got a mosquito above you. That's cool. All right, yeah, let me... I got mosquito spray. Get out of here. No. Hope that didn't fuck up the camera. <laughs> but, yeah, that mosquito yeah, did not like that mosquito spray. No, it didn't. No. So, Christmas Exodus, you go... You leave base for two weeks to go home see your family for Christmas there was a rave that I went to for Christmas Exodus uh, it was at Brooklyn Bro it was uh, it wasn't Zomboy I think Zomboy was the second one but I started going to raves because I was, was in it like your first one yeah oh wow yeah because um, it was when I turned 18 you know I turned 18 in basic training yeah okay um, yeah so I, I go to the rave have a great time and I'm like I'm gonna do this all the time and all my friends that I was with at the time were also ravers. So it's like, okay, that's my new life. Um, I'm just going to transition into DJing. Well, it makes sense. I mean, you went to yeah. raving. How, how raves, like, incentivize you to go DJing? Well, I just had a, an, an obsession with electronic music. Okay. I was like, this music is the shit. And this is what I want to do. So I was hanging out at one of my friends' house. Uh, you never met him, and neither did anyone listening. So, won't say the name, but I was hanging out at one of my friends' house, and a different friend comes home, and I'm like, hey, CJ, what are you doing tonight? Uh, we're going to go try to have fun, do something. You know, do you want to come with us? And he's like, oh, no. I think tonight I'm just going to practice DJing. And I was like, what? And he's like, oh, I'm a DJ. I got a DJ table upstairs. I'm trying to get better. Uh, tonight, I'm going to stay in. I'm just going to DJ and just have a chill night and just, you know, mix music together. And I was like, that's a chill night for you? Like, that sounds like the best night ever. For, for me, that sounds like a fucking dream. And he was like, yeah. Well, then do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I downloaded a program on my computer, uh, Virtual DJ, and get into uh, mixing songs um, just on my computer and first time I ever DJed in front of people was July 4th I was at a house party we connected my virtual DJ uh, to the speakers at the pool uh-huh. everyone was in the pool I had I think like six songs downloaded the big one was Tremor by Dimitri Vegas and Like Mike okay. and I played that song probably 15 times that night and everyone loved it every single time Really? Yeah, because, I mean, they were all rolling, but... <laughs> okay. You, you got that little help in there? Yeah, and I got a little uh, taste of what it's like DJing in front of a crowd, and I was like, this is so much fucking fun. I want to do this. Like, this is what I want to do with my life. So, fast forward a couple months, uh, I wanted to get a $100 DJ table. Uh, I was making $10 an hour at Dream Racing, and I saved up fucking a lot, bought the DJ table... Then realized, oh, I also have to buy a $100 program to use it, Serato. And I was like, fuck. So I saved up for that um, and uh, started DJing with that. Uh, that turned into me buying um, a $1,000 DJ table a year or two later. Um, that turned into me buying $15,000 with the DJ equipment and starting my first company. 
which is a production company, right? Yeah, so it was, I called it High Energy Event Productions. It's a great name, by the way. Yeah, I was stoked with it. Not as great as my first DJ name was gonna be. Did I tell you what my first DJ name was gonna be? No. So, I think I did actually, but I'll it say it again. So I was trying to figure out like what a cool DJ name would be for me. Uh-huh. And I was like, my DJ name has to fit me. It has to describe me. It has to show who I am. Who am I? Who are you? I'm a hippie. Oh my god. So, I'm a hippie that likes psychedelics. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I have to have my DJ name incorporate that. What was your name? So, I was thinking... So, I had this really cool uh, duct tape that was like tie-dye patterned. Uh-huh. And I was like... That fits me. Let's have my name involve something tie-dye, because that's like, it's like related to hippie, you know? Like tie-dye shirt wearing hippie. And I was like, all right, I'm going to have uh, something related to psychedelics. So, trippy hippie would be good. Oh, wait, I already have a friend that's trippy hippie. Evelyn's already trippy hippie. That's already taken. Um, what about aliens? I had, so my first acid trip I had a like an alien balloon had like a green light in it and it was fucking fun to play with I was like what about tie-dye alien and I was like no that doesn't really sound that cool plus there's already a DJ named Atelians okay I was like what's related to aliens UFOs my first DJ name was gonna be tie-dye UFO But you never used it. No, I never used that because uh, I realized. Uh, so I was asking people like, "Hey, do you think this is a cool <laughs> DJ name?" And no one thought that was a cool DJ name. But then I realized. By the way, I hated my middle name, my birth middle name, you Sky. Did. I hated it. No way. Up until I decided to make that my DJ name, I hated it. So I was born Braden Sky Placencia. Sky is my middle name. Placencia was my last name. Yeah. Uh, then I, um. <laughs> I hated it up until Gabby said, hey, by the way, that's actually a really cool last name. Or that's actually a really cool uh, middle DJ name. name. Oh, and I was like, name. so I remember when I walked across stage at graduation for high school, um, they said my full name. And I was like, damn it. I didn't want them to say my middle name. I didn't want people knowing that my middle name was Sky. I only wanted people knowing that my middle name was Placencia. Okay. Um, I hated it. Up until Gabby was like, hey, by the way, that's actually a really cool name. And I was like, oh, actually, you're totally right. That is a cool name. Get out of here, mosquito. I think I got that. <laughs> I think it's your second one, yeah. Yeah, I could probably turn the lights on now. I think it's good. You think it's good? All right, if you think it's good, I think it's good. By the way, recording podcast, time fucking flies. How long do you think we're, we are into this podcast? I don't know. Uh-huh. 37 minutes. Wow. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I'm going to make my DJ name Braden Sky. So, so you got to thank Gabby now. Yeah. Uh, first name, middle name. And then I made that all my social media accounts. Yeah. So when I would go to Raves, which is where I met all my friends in Vegas, I would introduce myself as Braden Sky. And eventually I just became who I was known as. Uh, in 2018, I changed my lit name to that legally. Because I realized Sky is way fucking cooler than Placencia. Placentia sounds like placenta. I'm gonna change my name to Braden Sky. And so you did. Um, 
All right, ask me a question. Wait, that was that was actually the same year that you did your LASIK, right? No, it was like a week apart. Wow. Yeah. Wh why was that? Like, it was a big moment of change. Yeah. Like taking your glasses off, give you like. Yeah. So I was hanging out with a girl, uh -huh. and I realized, I, and I had a huge crush on her, um, and I realized she didn't like me, and I liked her. Why doesn't she like me? Well, I gotta change the person. So I was like, I'm gonna work out. I'm gonna change my name. I'm gonna get LASIK. <laughs> Did it work? No. Are <laughs> <laughs> you happier with the results? Oh, way happier. I mean, I, I should have done my research and looking into how much the LASIK costs. I think I could probably have gotten it for two thousand. I paid four thousand for it. Okay. But being able to see is is it's pretty useful. It sounds like a good upgrade. Yeah, it's a good investment. I got a pretty good return on investment in being able to use my fucking eyes. Yeah, like you're driving and it's cool. You're, yeah. You see everything. But wait, so I feel like everything is related. So you started raving, then DJing, and then you got into production. Uh, a couple years later. So I got into DJing 2015. I got into production uh, at the start of 2017. Mm -hmm. So while I was working at Dream Racing uh, late 2015, I was just dreaming about buying the latest, greatest gear, the Pioneer CDJ 2000s. Mm -hmm. uh, just like the professional equipment that was being used at, um, you know, in, in the nightclubs and the DJs that are playing the Electric Daisy Carnival. I was like, I want that so badly. Um, oh, you got a call. Oops. Can you uh, cancel it? Almost fell out of the fucking picnic table. <laughs> You, uh, we got two recordings for, for your video, but you that, can edit that's that. That's cool, that's cool. I threw my phone in airplane mode, but I threw my phone in airplane mode, by the way. Probably would have, would have been a good idea for you. You could have so many. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I just I was just dreaming about one day being able to get the Pioneer CDJ 2000s. I got into production just working at this terrible production company, and they had uh, CDJ 2000s they would rent out. Mm -hmm. And literally, I would clock out of uh, work there, and I would just, that was called uh, Dream Entertainment. Okay. Um, and I would just look at the CDJs, and I was like, oh my god, it's so amazing to even be in the presence of this DJ equipment. Wow. Um, so I start becoming friends with some of the promoters of the companies that threw the raves, uh, Jam Nation specifically, and they hit me up one day. Or no, they don't even hit me up. They hit up Twitter and they're like, hey guys, does anyone have DJ equipment that we can use for a show? Uh, it's going to be at the Hard Rock uh, side stage. And I was like, me, 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 me. Please use my equipment, dude. Like, I'd be so stoked. So I had the uh, $600 DJ equipment and I let them use it. Yeah. Um, it got stolen that at that night. show. Okay. Yeah, someone took it. I'm going to move the fucking microphone up, by yeah, the way. Yeah, that's cool. Use that one, yeah. Boom. Yeah, that feels more natural. Perfect. Um, and that's the day I met Nesta. Um, he's going to be one of the guests on the podcast. Probably guest two, three, or four. Definitely one of the earlier ones. Super cool, dude. I'm stoked for that podcast. Stoked for that interview. Um, but, I mean, my shit got stolen. That sucked. About 600 bucks. But that was after I already had the 1000 Or no, that was like a week before I bought the $1,000 equipment. So I was like, no big deal. Um, but from that, I met Nesta, who owned a company called Final Source Production, which is the... Let me get this fucking pop filter working. There we go. Owned the company that I became CEO of. Yeah. Uh, that's how I met him. 
And from that, I started doing production for all the big raves that I was going to. Oh. So the raves I was going to was run by Ravelation uh, and Momentous, that's now Collective Zoo. Um, and I was just dreaming I want to do production for those guys so bad. And Nesta was my ticket into doing that. Wow. Um, so I met him through that. Uh, then I decided, he really inspired me in a lot of ways, but one of the ways is I realized that I want to do production like how he does it. It's fucking pop filters, not being cooperative. <laughs> I want to do production like how he does it. So, um, I already forgot what I was saying. So you were it's fucking pop filter, dude. I know. <laughs> it's his first time, you know? Yeah. Um, so you, you started working with him in Final Source. Yes, I started working with him as Final Source. <clears throat> While doing that, I realized that you could do the buy and rent model. Yeah. Hey, buy something, rent it out. So I was working with uh, Black Sheep Brave and Endless Journey. And I had the idea, hey, how about I just go take my mom's credit card and spend $15,000 on it with her permission and buy... I mean, $15,000 worth of DJ gear and speakers. Buy the, the latest and greatest equipment, uh, then rent it out to them. Okay. And I don't even care to make money. I just want to be able to pay for the CDJs. I just want to have CDJs, which is like the DJ equipment. I just want to have CDJs in my room that I can mix on. Um, so I did. So you did. Wait, so that was after you were already working. I was already working with Nesta when I started that company. Um, it wasn't a conflict of interest. Uh-huh. For a little bit, um, and then it became a conflict of interest. Uh, I was renting out to people that he didn't really care to rent out to. He wanted to do the big, like, ten, twenty thousand dollar events. Yeah. I think was that much they would cost. I wanted to do the events. Get the fuck out of here, mosquito. Oh no, my face. I'm not gonna hit you. <laughs> don't worry. Okay, I'm gonna get a give a force field for us. Yeah, watch out for your drink, though. That's fine. I'm not gonna finish it. Um. I was renting out to a couple people that weren't his clients. It became an issue when I rented out to one of his clients. I underbid him. Okay. It was Black Sheep Rave. I think he was charging like $300 for the rental. I was charging $200 per night. Okay. So they went to me, and that's when it became a, uh, an issue. We talked about it. We settled it. It's like, all right, I'm not going to poach any of your clients. That'd be a dick move, right? Yeah. We can run this. We can run both of our businesses together. Then a month or two after that, he said he came up to me and was like, Hey, Braden, let's meet up at the park tomorrow. I want to talk to you about something. And immediately, I was like, he's going to let me run his company. Like, I didn't, I didn't even know how, but I was telling my mom uh, that night, and I wrote in my journal, I'm going to go talk to Nesta tomorrow, and I've got this weird feeling that he's going to let me run his company. So... The next day, I go to work at the skydiving company. We'll get into that later. Uh, I go to work at the skydiving company. I get off and meet him up at the park. And that was another moment where it was June 6th, 2017. That was another moment where I, it was just so surreal and I was so present. What'd you call it? Here and now. I was just so here and now, like Ram Dass. I was just so here now. Um, and we talked for like an hour. Then eventually he was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to run this production company anymore. I'm looking for passive income. Do you want to run my company? 
And I was like, absolutely. And I was like, what would my title be? And he was like, you can have whatever fucking title you want, dude. I, I don't fucking care what your title is. I just want someone else to run my company so I can r- start other companies. And I was like, oh, does that mean I could be CEO? And he was like, yes. Sure. That means you can be CEO. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I'm the CEO. I did it. I made it. I'm talking too loud and I'm clipping, redlining a little bit on the audio. But it's, I mean, it's exciting. <laughs> uh, I was like, wow, I'm going to be CEO at 20 years old. Uh, and it was a really cool company. Um, but we were- so at that point, you were doing skydiving and running the company. Yeah, so I was packing parachutes at Vegas Extreme Skydiving. Um, and then I did that for two more weeks. Okay. Um, and then Nesta was like, hey, man, so so, I, so let's back up a little bit. While I was working for Final, Force, Final Source, I was also working for Vegas Extreme Skydiving. So the production company and the, the skydiving company. Yeah. I was working for both of them at the same time. And I would, in the morning, pack parachutes for skydivers for tandems and then at night I would go build stages for concerts and on the weekends which where it was where it was busy for both uh, Friday morning be there at 7 a.m. pack parachutes until 2 p.m. or 4 p.m. or 6 p.m. whenever you know however many parachutes needed to be packed and then after that would head straight to the concert venue build the stage uh, build it start at 6 p.m. build the stage until, you know, before the show starts, attend the show until 2 a.m., take the stage down until 6 a.m., drive back down to Sloan, where the skydiving company was, uh, then pack parachutes with the all-nighter, <laughs> uh, then if there was another show, go to the other show. There'd be some times where I would be, um, with within 72 hours, I would... With, with, like, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday for 72 hours I would sleep maybe 4 hours and work 40 40 hours in 3 days it was pretty intense that sounds really intense it, it was really intense fun times I bet really intense I mean the two things sound really intense because you were like skydiving and at events yeah you know, it's high energy in yeah. both. How, yeah. how did you keep up with that? Like, how can caffeine. you... Oh, okay. Yeah, caffeine and just um, liking what I did. I enjoyed it. So, yeah. if you... If I didn't enjoy it, I gotta move this, because I'm, like, slouching over. It's, like, ruining my body position. There we go. Yeah. Now I don't look like That's I'm what weak. I meant with put it up. It needs to be close Fucking. to your mouth. Pop filter. But but you don't even need it so close because you speak loud enough. I do speak loud. So don't just just don't look for it. Cool. Just stand up, be yourself. Great. Show your chest. What was the question? Did I ask a question? I think so. So I hope so. You're the one interviewing me. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you asked a question. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I wanted to know, so Skydiving and events. Oh, yeah. How you did I do up? them both? Yeah, you keep up with I that. I just liked what I did. And then, but at some point, you just couldn't keep the pace on that. No. No, I kept the pace for, I was doing that for, I think, six months. But I, That's a long time. I think I started in October, and I did that till July. I did that for eight months. Wow. 
Uh, then Nesta was like, hey, man, so you're working for the skydive company and you're also running this company. I don't know if you have fucking time to do that, dude. And I was like, listen, bro, I've been thinking the same shit. Like, like I don't know if I have time to do that either. Uh, and he was like, well, we have some employees that are full-time employees. And you're the CEO now. I don't think they'll respect you. Fucking mosquitoes, get out of here. That that kills them really good, though. It does. It smells terrible, but yeah. it kills them really good. I'll need to take a shower tonight. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we're definitely not making it to Minneapolis by 11 p.m., by the way. I know. Yeah, we'll probably make it to Minneapolis tomorrow. Tomorrow, just as I said. <laughs> um, he's like, you know, I don't think the people will respect you if you're a part-time CEO. And I was like, done, I'll quit. I'll quit uh, skydiving. Or not skydiving, I'll quit Final so- or Vegas Extreme. So I go to the drop zone the next day, and I was about to tell the boss, who was not the best person. He was a good person, he, just, he was a, a dick, self-admittedly. He was an asshole. He, he would admit that? Yeah. Okay. Um, and everyone would know it, too. And, like, it's not me, like, like, defaming him. Like, if you asked him, like, hey, are you an asshole? He'd be like, yeah, I'm kind of an asshole. Um, he was like, um, terrible work environment, by the way. Very fucking toxic. <laughs> Very toxic. Um, I go up to him and I'm like, hey, so I got another job. And he didn't even know I had, I was doing production, by the way. He thought that was my only source of income. Uh, uh, cause I was pretty part-time when I was doing Final Source and when I was working for Final Source. Um, and I was like, hey, I've got another job. And he was like, no, you don't. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, you can't have another job. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, listen, you can either work here or you can work there. You choose, I'll give you an hour. And right as he said that, I was like, oh yeah, I'm fucking quitting. (laughs) So I packed like one or two more parachutes while I was confirming in my head, like, do I want to leave? Because that was my dream job, Vegas Extreme. That was my dream job. So I was like, do I want to leave my dream job? Yeah, yeah, totally, dude. Fuck this place. <laughs> like, I got the opportunity to be CEO of this company that is my that is also my dream job. Yeah, I'm gonna go do that. So, um, I go up to him and I'm like, hey. So I made my decision, and he was like, you're staying with me, right? And I was like, no, I don't think so. And he was like, good, cause you're fired. Ooh. I was like, oh. It was a Nico all right. bottle. Right yeah, there. he was like, all right, yeah, yeah. It's probably better that I hang out with Nesta, who's this super cool dude. Then super you know, inspiring to work, yeah, super inspiring, motivational. Then hang out with this self-admitted asshole. So I leave the company. That was July or uh, June twenty-second. Uh, then it was. Uh, then I uh, go run Final Source. Go be CEO of Final Source Productions Group. Amazing. How how long did you? Finance for? Uh, I stopped in like October 2017, so four months. Why did you stop? Because uh, I was working 100-hour days. So it was just, it was just overwhelming. Um, I was expected to do more than I knew how to do. And I'm a quick learner, but I was expected to... It was just... I was expected to be a subject matter expert in like 20 things, and I was an amateur at maybe five and I knew nothing about the other 15. Sounds hard. Um, so I just, I, I was working 100 hour weeks 
almost every week. I think I had maybe one or two days off the the entire four months that I was working there. And those those days off, literally, I just had to lay down and relax and just like unwind. And I'm not a relaxed kind of person. You're not, no. Um, so after 100 hour weeks, I was like, can't do this anymore. Hey, Nesta, I gotta go do something else. And also, I mean, it wasn't even paying the bills. So while I was CEO of this company with two, no, three full-time employees and probably 15 or 20 independent contractors, I was making 12 bucks an hour. Okay. So not great money. And I'd gotten $5,000 in debt from uh, crashing the truck while working that I had to pay for. And I also had the $15,000 in debt still from buying the equipment that I was letting Final Source use for free. Why? Well, I mean, because we had the same clients now. We, we were t- we were the same entity. Okay. So, I mean, so I donated. So you weren't, you weren't getting, like, any return of No, that not for the first, like, three months. After a month, after the first three months, I was like, hey, I got to make some fucking money for that. And Nestor was like, yeah, that's a good idea. Go ahead. Um, but then... Still, 100-hour weeks, I can't do it anymore. So I got out of production, and I started doing Uber and Lyft, which I'm just going to do the segue now. Um, I was I was doing Uber and Lyft, and I was talking to um, one of my passengers in Vegas, and they were saying that Uber drivers make like $25 an hour up in Seattle. And I didn't get a skydive the entire time while I was running Final Source because every single day I was working. I didn't have time to skydive. And also, I couldn't skydive in Vegas either because they I just quit. They're not going to let me jump there. Um, so the only place I could go was Elsinore. It, Lake Elsinore City, skydive Elsinore in Southern California, four-hour drive away from Vegas. So I go there. I finish my AFF. and What um, is that AFF again? Uh, advanced Freefall. Uh, it's the... Uh, class to teach you how to become a skydiver uh so you do your aff which is your first eight jumps and uh, then after that you do your first 25 jumps uh then once you do your 25 uh your 25th jump assuming you passed aff you did the written uh, uh written test and checkout dive or checkout jump then you get your a license and it'll let you be a, an actual a solo skydiver okay. so i got a decent amount of aff done for free at Vegas Extreme while I was working there, but I think I got to level like seven out of eight. So I finished level eight at Lake Elsinore. While I was there, um, met this dude who was telling me he was a manager at a drop zone in Washington. And he was like, hey man, you ever heard of Skydive Toledo? And I was like, nope. (laughs) And he was like, oh, it's this place up in Washington. It's near Seattle. Um, Great vibe, kind of similar to this, and I love the vibe there. He was like, you should come up one summer and live uh, live out of a tent. And just, you know, live in the tent at the drop zone and just skydive all day. And I was like, dude, he was like, the weather's perfect. It's 70 and sunny every day. And I was like, dude, that sounds like the fucking coolest experience that anyone's ever told me I should do. That in tandem with someone telling me Uber drivers up there make $25 an hour, I was like, I'm going to do it. So I went... Um, that summer, 2018, I do a month of military training, XCTC in Boise. Uh, then I go to, uh, I go back to Elsinore with the plan of, hey, I'm going to go move to Seattle. I go back to Elsinore, get my A license, 
start my YouTube channel. Oh, I just started there. Yeah, literally the day I got my A license is when I started my YouTube channel. Okay. And the reason for that is I was like, I want to start my YouTube channel eventually. I think it'd be really cool to say that I started my YouTube channel the day I, did, the day I got my A license. That was the only reason. So I got my A license. I bought a GoPro from Guitar Center. Then I spent two hours recording a, a two-minute terrible video. Because <laughs> the first video is always terrible. This one is actually not terrible. This podcast is actually pretty <laughs> chill. It's like, like I, I feel like, and let me know if you feel different, I feel like we're getting the whole podcast thing down pretty good. Like yes, I feel like are. it's natural. I feel like we're just having a... I feel like I'm talking like how I do talk. I don't feel like I'm being, you know, too like, eh. so anyway, so what I was doing, like, I feel like I'm actually being natural, you know? Yes, you are. And cool. That's what I was hoping for. Um, but I go to, um, I go to Elsinore. I decide I'm going to move to Washington. So I drive from Southern California to Denver. I go to a Zed's Dead concert in, uh, at Red Rocks Amphitheater. Then after that, I drive through um, Oregon, drive up Washington, uh, by, I, I, I drive past Scott at Toledo, no one's there. They didn't know I was coming. I didn't tell anyone. I had no communication with anyone. They just said, hey, come here, live it out of a tent, and I was like, that's what I'm going to do. So I go 20 miles up north the highway to a place called Chehalis, or it was, it was a town called Chehalis, I go to the Walmart, I buy the tent. I didn't have the tent at that point. You just drove? Yeah. I just drove. Okay. Um, I just had my clothes in my car, and that's it. So you were like, okay, Mom, I'm moving out. Moving to Seattle. Moving to Seattle. Yep. I'll see you later. Moving to Seattle. I'm starting this second company. Second and third company. Oh, because that was happening, too. Same timeline, yeah. Okay. All right, um, so you get your tent, and you go back to Toledo. What did you do? Yeah, so I, I drive to Toledo. It's probably midnight. I set up a tent right, neck, or right in front of the... At like the visitor center, and I, I, I like I, I get a mattress in my tent, um, and I set it up right in front of where customers go, and I go to bed. Absolutely convenient. Yeah. 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 But totally, totally not disrespectful. Not, no, not at all. No, you're not gonna <laughs> interrupt the the flow in there. No. Uh, in the morning, I hear someone outside of the tent saying, "Like, what the fuck is this tent? Like, what is this tent doing there?" And I open up the tent and I'm like hi guys I'm Brayden I'm gonna be living here now and they're like uh hi who are you and I was like somebody that I don't remember their name and I still don't I think his name's Tim I don't remember their name but someone told me I should live in a tent here and do some skydives I'm a fun jumper and I want to go skydiving and they're like okay great uh manifest is over there can you move your fucking tent dude like you're kind of like a hundred feet away from our parking lot And I was like, yeah. So I move it over out of the way. Um, and then I start jumping for probably two, three days. I do a couple skydives, but I was also running the company. That, by the way, I guess we're not even talking about that this episode. We're blowing right fucking past that. So I'm, I'm starting a company uh, trying to sell T-shirts online and also trying to, do, uh, trying to source products from China, sell them on Amazon. That was in the same moment, too. Same. T both those companies were the same time. Okay. I was running them both at the same time. Okay. okay. Uh, so I'm living out of a tent, and I hire an employee from the Philippines to design T-shirts for me. I wanted to start a T-shirt company called The Skydive Life and sell T-shirts, print on demand, online. Um, so I hire, I take out a $5,000 loan after I listen to a David Goggins podcast with Joe Rogan. 
I then go to, I mean, I, uh, we could talk about that in a different episode, uh, if we feel like it's important, but living out of a tent in Toledo, I'm like $5,000 in debt from the commute up there, and I don't have a job. I can't do Uber yet. Smells like fucking shit, dude. What is that? It's really bad. <laughs> that smells terrible. Did they just open up a porta potty or something? It, it oh. actually smells more like, like gas. Yeah, it smells pretty terrible. Um, I wasn't skydiving anymore, so I was just living at this drop zone oh, for free. You didn't just have money then. I didn't have any money. No, I was in debt. I couldn't work, so I wasn't skydiving. Yeah. So I'm living at in out of this tent. Not skydiving, just living on their land, just being a freeloader, using their kitchen, using their bathroom. And someone, or one of the guys, the owner actually comes up to me and he's like, hey, so you haven't skydived in a couple of days. You're just sitting here on your computer learning how to run this business. And I was like, yep, I'm out of money. I can't skydive anymore. And they're like, all right, we're going to start charging you that. Oh, no, no, no. So they start charging me once they realize, oh, this guy's going to live here all summer. This guy thinks he can just live on our land for free. Like, hey, you got to pay us $12 a day. So I'm like, all right, that sucks, but sure. Uh, then, like, a couple days later, I'm literally just spending all day just um, trying to get this company running. I built a home office in my tent, which, uh, by the way, I'll leave a link in the description. I recorded a video showing the tent, tour of the RV, uh, or tour of the tent. Uh, I'll leave a video in the description. I'll put that in the show notes uh, if the people listening want to watch that and just see what the tent looked like. But I had like a home office set up there and I wasn't jumping. And the owner comes out to me. He's like, hey, man, we didn't tell you you could use the power. Like you're, you're plugged in. You're using our electricity. Like we didn't tell you could do this. And I just started feeling really unwelcome and started feeling like I was being a freeloader. So I tell them, hey, I'm not going to skydive anymore because I don't have any more money. And the guy is just like, we have this fucking freeloader that we have to get, like, how do we get rid of this guy? And I just get that vibe, I just feel it, and I'm like, alright, I gotta go. So I pick up everything, pack my tent, move to the forest. So I lived in Capital State Forest for like a week, didn't have enough money to pay for the campgrounds, so I was just hoping that no rangers came, but oh shit, the fucking gimbal died. The uh, gimbal that I was using to hold the phone. I don't know why I tried using a gimbal, but the battery died. I'm just going to go buy like an actual iPhone holder that won't die. <laughs> uh, it's pretty dumb using the gimbal, but I thought it looked cool, so whatever. Um, we're going to hurry up the podcast because uh, I'm going to blow through actually the rest of the podcast because sun's starting to set and I want to uh, finish up. So. Yeah, yeah so finish telling me. I'm just going to fucking summarize everything real quick actually. <laughs> so I'm living in a tent in Capital State Forest. I realize, and I'm uh, about an hour and a half away from Seattle. And at this point, I was doing Uber and Lyft in Seattle. I moved to Fort Lewis. Um, they have a campground there where I can set up my tent, live out of my tent. But they charged me $12 a night. Um, and every two weeks, I had to move the tent for some reason. So that was a pain in the ass. To a different campsite, like right across the camp. It was weird. Um, so I was living there for a month. After that, I realized I'm gonna, uh, by the way, you can only be there for 30 days a year. So I was on day 30 
And as I was packing up the tent, I was like, I don't know where the fuck I'm going to go live. Like, I can't think of anywhere near Seattle to, you know, just pitch a tent unless I want to be, like, legit homeless and just live on the streets, which I don't. Um, I was like, I have no clue what the fuck I'm going to do. And I thought about it, and I was like, I'm going to live in a storage unit. And I was stoked. And I called my mom, and I was like, hey, mom, I've got a great idea. I'm going to go live in a storage unit. And she was not stoked. <laughs> she I can was, see why. She was not super stoked that I was going to go live in a, a U-Haul. Your, your poor mom. Oh, my yeah. God. She did not approve of any of this, by the way. She was not super happy. Um, so I called a bunch of uh, storage unit places, and I was like, Hey, my name's Brayden. Um, I'm living in Fort Lewis right now. I'm kind of homeless, but like I'm not like a homeless person. Like I'm just homeless. Like you know, um, I'm gonna live in your storage unit. And I was wondering how much it costs to do. And they were like, No. No, you're not. No, you're not gonna do that. And I was like, What do you mean? Like, why can't I just set up my bed? Like, it's a small bed. It's like a, it's like an inflatable bed. It'll be fine. I'm gonna be a, a you know, a nice tenant. I'll be a good roommate. They're like, Yeah, that's like actually uh, illegal. Like, there's, like, zoning laws. You can't have people living in, in businesses. Like, you can only have people living in residential areas. This is not a residential area. This is West Seattle. This is, I mean, there, there were residential areas near there, but that specific building was designated as non-residential. It's industrial. So yeah. you can only have industrial places there. Um, so I was like, okay. And there was a couple days before that where I was just sleeping in my car in Seattle because it was, like, an hour commute from Seattle to Fort Lewis where the tent was. And I spent a ton of nights sleeping in my car prior to that while traveling. And I was like, wait, why don't I just live in my car? That sounds like a good idea to me, right? Right. So I did. So I was like, well, I have all this shit. I got a fucking a table, a tent, a mattress, a bunch of clothes, a fan, a generator. Everything that you can watch at Tour of the Tent. <laughs> <laughs> Link in the description. Don't forget to smash that like button. <laughs> By the way, I said I'd never said that on YouTube. I just did. Um, but I just rented a storage unit, and I threw all my shit in the storage unit, and I was like, I'm just going to live in my car. And so For good. Did. And I told that to my mom, and she was still not super stoked about that solution. <laughs> um, so I was living in my car, doing Uber in Seattle. I was doing. I was literally in my car. 22 hours a day for um for four months okay i slept in the passenger or the in the driver's seat of my car cranked the seat back had a blanket had a pillow not great uh, i would wake up almost every night my uh, maybe sometimes a couple night a uh, couple times a night my legs would be vibrating they would be numb i'd have to like stretch out you know stand up uh not great but i was parked in Northgate so when someone says where do you where did you live in Seattle I'll just say Northgate and I was doing that for four months while I was in Seattle I had the same thing that I had when I was in Vegas where someone was telling me I should have no one even told me I was looking up what the best city to do Uber would be and I found out it's San Francisco and I read an article where this dude was saying he makes a hundred grand a year in San Francisco and I'm in debt and I'm spending all my time learning how to not be in debt and learning how to... Fucking bugs, dude. You're gonna have to clean your computer after this. Stinky bug spray everywhere. 
I'm just gonna fucking spray my arms real quick. It's not gonna have any mosquitoes on it, any. So, living in my car, um, I realized San Francisco is gonna be the move. Um, and I wanted to upgrade my lifestyle. I didn't want to live in a car anymore. So I wanted to live in an RV. So, I had the idea, I'm gonna move to San Francisco, and I can buy an RV contingent on two things. Number one, I have to make sure that I do make enough money in San Francisco to justify buying an RV for $25,000. And number two, it's a big city, I have to make sure it's legal and then I can find a place to park it. So I moved to San Francisco, uh, having only been there once before. By the way, when I moved to Seattle, I was never there before. Yeah, the fuck out of here, mosquitoes. And yeah, found a place to park the RV. And you found it. Yeah, I'm not going to say the name of the street in case I moved back there, but the street that I lived on. Yeah, yeah. found that place. <laughs> from the beginning. Great street. So I was living in San Francisco for a year and a half. Got into bartending. I'll tell the long story in another episode because there's a bunch of mosquitoes here. And I think the podcast quality is going down now because the lighting is going down. I'd rather have high quality And the episodes. number of cell phones too. And, and, and we're from, we started with two cell phones, now we're down to one. <laughs> uh, as long as the mics are still recording, you know, that's the big thing that matters. Um, but I was bartending in San Francisco, having a good time, rock climbing at Mission Cliffs, hanging out with you. Um, uh, then coronavirus hits. The coronavirus, the big scary Rona. So... Coronavirus hits. I was bartending at a concert venue in San Francisco, SF Jazz. <clears throat> they close. They lay me off. They say, hey, sorry, we, we, we have to close. Uh, the city of San Francisco just ordered a mandatory shelter in place because of the virus. And I was like, wow, that's fucking crazy. Uh, what crazy time. So I... Um... I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do for income. I tried to do an Uber one day after the virus hit, and I made like $8 an hour for like four hours, and I was like, this is terrible. I can't do this. Um, so eventually I get my unemployment, and I was debating whether or not to stay in the military. I decided to leave the military. Uh, I made a whole video about that. You can link or you can watch it in the show notes, and if you're watching on YouTube, you can watch it in the description. Uh, it's kind of like... Um, why I'm leaving the military and traveling the country, but I just decided that now would be a great time to do a road trip that I've been wanting to do for two years, um, where I just travel to all 48 states, all 48 continental U.S. states, and I hit every national park. And that brings us to now. Um, I think I'm on state maybe 30, 35. I decided I'm not going to hit every state. Instead, I'm only going to hit the states that are good. Well, the states that you care for. The states that I care for. We're skipping Kansas, but, you know, whatever. Um, I've been to almost every national park. The only ones I've skipped so far were uh, White Sands National Park and Guadalupe Mountains National Park. I'm going to hit both of those if I move to Texas on the way there. But besides that, I'm on a road trip across America, and that's where I'm at right now. Um... This episode is not as long as I was expecting, but um, I'm glad it's not a perfect first episode. Uh, I would be upset if it was I perfect. Think, I feel like this episode is actually teaching us things to fix 
which is great. Yeah. 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 I mean, we would definitely have to fix, fix these things before I actually start interviewing uh, important people. <laughs> before I re before I start reaching out to like best selling authors, I should probably know how to. I mean, just, just have put the put the phone out, holder. Yeah, you know, but like, um, I think contingency. I think now would be a good time to wrap it up. Yeah. Well, I have a last question. Okay. Though. What's up? This question is actually not mine. Is a question from one of your friends who is really interested on you. Okay. And I think it's really cool because what he wants to know is what? Ready? Yeah. <laughs> it's um, what are you seeking to give to the people who is gonna follow you through this podcast? Ooh, Theo, that is a great fucking question. Um, yeah. so that question comes from someone I met in Grand Canyon. Uh, I want to call him a friend because I, I mean, he's super cool. I, I don't really know if you can call him a friend if I just met him once but we follow each other on Instagram uh, I reached out to him like hey because he was asking me a couple questions about my life because he's curious like hey you know you are doing some interesting things like what caused you to do those interesting things so I reached out to him and I was like hey man I'm gonna start a podcast I'm gonna do episode number one soon um, and he sent you a list of questions we don't have time to go through them all uh, that was the only one uh, that he sent you Answering your question, uh, what I want to give to the people listening to the podcast is I want to expose them to new ideas, new ways of thinking, and I want them to um, see why I'm passionate about the things that I'm passionate about and hopefully expose them to things that they otherwise wouldn't have realized are awesome. Um, one thing that I think is fucking amazing is learning how to get credit card points. Uh, it's not a very sexy topic, though. Um, but I think um, it's something that I I personally think more people should be aware of it. Like, this month, uh, last month I got $150 in credit card points just from the spending that we were doing on the road trip, right? Um, stuff like that, I think, are interesting. Um, another big thing, which is the reason I started the podcast, is I want to inspire people, right? I've heard a lot of people, and I don't want to say that because it sounds like I'm being like cocky or anything, but I've had a lot of people tell me, like, hey, man, the way you're living your life is inspiring me, and it's making me want to uh, do more adventurous things, right? I want to make a point about that. So it can sound weird. It's yeah, it could sound weird when you say it, but honestly, you really never know who you are making an impact with. Yeah. With whatever you're doing. So, mm -hmm. honestly, everyone is inspiring other people without realizing about it. So, if people actually told you that, well, yeah. use it. It's power. Right? Yeah. Like, good power. <laughs> Not like, bad power. Yeah. So, um, sum it up, I... Uh, I want, what I want to, what was the question again? Was the exact verbiage of the question? Do you want to hear it all? Yeah. So, describe the impact you seek to create with the supporters who followed you on social media and who listen to your podcast. Perfect. Uh, to sum it up, the big thing that I want to get out of this podcast and what I want to uh, give to the viewers is information that maybe they wouldn't have otherwise gotten and inspiration um and again i want to say this without sounding cocky i think i'm inspirational and i think that because i've had a lot of people tell me that 
Um, and and it's actually a goal of mine to inspire people. And, and, and I fucking hate the way that sounds. <laughs> it sounds so fucking douchey and narcissistic and up my own ass. But, I, you know, um, and even if not by me, by the people I'm going to interview, right? So let's say I interview that guy that I wanted to interview that we met at Mount Shasta. Yeah. Um, the guy who's like a river tour guide and or let's say Chantel, a girl that's living in Yosemite for $200 per month. Maybe me interviewing her will inspire other people to go, if not do that, live a lifestyle similar to that and, and have some alternative lifestyle. So that's what I want to get out of the podcast. Um, I'm going to wrap it up here. Uh, Brain Sky Podcast, episode one. Literally, I've been wanting to do this for three years. I'm really glad that um, I finally did it. And thank you for your help in talking to me and help me ask questions. Um, Always. <laughs> I'm really good at questions, so questions uh, only. Questions that I wrote to you. I'm glad that you... <laughs> <laughs> did you, no, did you just I'm, give me topics? Give me credit here. Totally right. Um, I appreciate you guys watching. If you're watching to the end, by the way, and you're not my mom, dude, thank you so fucking much. Uh, that means a lot to me. I'm... I'm uh, if you actually, how about this? If you are watching until the very end, um, let me know either in the comment section or, or message me saying you watch till the end. I'll find some way to to thank you um, because I really mean it. it. Means a lot to me. I want to do this podcast pretty intensely. Um, but that's all I've got. Thanks for watching. <laughs>